Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. We're going to keep worshiping. Um, This happened last service, so I'm not surprised it's happening this service. Honestly, it kind of started last last week at the third service. The Lord just interrupted service, and you just follow the Lord when he shows up. If you're not used to this, it's okay. It's just Jesus. He's just here. The presence is here. I know that we have a lot of different people from a lot of different denominations, but this is a non-denominational church, which means this. We just follow Jesus. We just follow the Holy Spirit. We follow the voice of the Lord. And so if the Lord wants to heal, if the Lord wants us to worship, if the Lord wants to bring his glory, if the Lord wants to bring his presence, if the Lord wants to bring his peace, we're just going to follow that. We're not going to move unless Jesus moves. Amen. Luke 15, this is Jesus. He says, Then he said to the multitudes, Whenever you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, A shower is coming. And so it is. Then you see a south wind blow, and you say, There will be hot weather. And so it is. Verse 56, Hypocrites, Jesus said, Hypocrites, liars. You can discern, what does that mean? You can look to the clouds, you can look to the sky, and you can know that there's a storm coming. You can look above and know that it's about to come. He says this, but how is it that you do not discern the time? Everybody wants to live like it's 10 years ago. It's not 10 years ago. Everybody wants to just go back to 10 years ago. Hear this all the time. I I wish we could just go back. I wish we could just go back to 10 years ago and life how it was 10 years ago. I just want, I don't want the chaos anymore and I don't want the turbulence anymore. And I I just want to go back. I want to go back to 10 years ago. But here's the problem, we can't. We can't. And really what we're saying is this. I don't have the ability right now to discern the time that we're in. I don't have the ability to look and know and recognize the season we're in. See, in January of 2020, we crossed into a new season. I'll never forget it. I was in a hotel room, Jess was asleep, and as soon as the ball dropped, I felt, I felt the shift in the atmosphere. I felt the shift in the world. I felt a shift. It was, it was evil, but it was also God. It was just the presence also. It's these two forces, but there's a shift. We moved into a brand new season. And the Lord goes, you have to be able to see this. You have to be able to understand this. Listen, I'm going to talk uh, just for a couple minutes. I'm going to share some deeper things today. There's, just a, there's a moment in a time where we have to grow up in the things of God. There's a moment in time where every child leaves milk to go to solid food. There's a moment a child is no longer fed by their parents, but they are fed the meat. It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. There's a moment in time where the Lord goes, you know about my salvation. You know about my grace. You know about my mercy. You know who I am. You know who you are in me. Now I need you to recognize and grow into the things of God, into the kingdom of God. 
That's what's happening today. God's going, I I need you to grow in these things. Leave old things behind. Leave the past behind. The past is the past. We leave those things behind. We let go of those things. If you'll allow him, he'll mature you. With joy, too. Can I say that? Not, with joy, like real joy, like real, true joy. Luke 21, verse 29. This is Jesus again. He spoke to them. He said, Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they're already budding, you will see and know for yourself. The summer is now here, and it is near. When you see these things happening, you'll know the kingdom of God is near. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. What's Jesus talking about? First of all, he's pointing to the fig tree. What's the fig tree? It's Israel. He's giving us a timepiece. What is he doing? He's telling us a time. He's telling us, you don't need to guess. You don't need to wonder. You don't need a prophetic word. You don't need anything. All you need to do is look at Israel. Look at Israel. Because when these things happen, what are the things he's talking about? He's talking about on May 14th, 1948, the government of Israel proclaimed a new state of Israel. On that same day, the United States and President Truman recognized the Jewish government and the authority of the Jewish state. So the Lord says, when you see these things, what things? Israel made a nation again. Reestablished, 1948, May 14th, 1948. When you see what Jerusalem won back in the Six Day War in 1968, 1967, he said, When you see these things, you don't have to worry, you don't have to wonder, you it's clear. I'll make it as clear as day, just like we're about to have spring. We're, we're about to have spring, nobody can deny it, everybody knows it. We're at the tail end of winter. We're about to go into spring. It would be a useless argument if you go, yeah, I don't believe that Easter's coming. No, 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 Easter's coming 49 days from now. Regardless if you believe it or like it, it's coming. And Jesus said, you will know these things. You don't have to wonder, you don't have to guess. I'll make it real clear to you that on May 14th, 1948, We stepped into a new season. What is that season? The end days. The end days. It started on May 14th, 1948. The end days started that day. And then Jesus says, hey, I'll make it even more clear to you. I'll make this so abundantly clear to everybody that the generation by no means will pass away till all things take place. What's he saying? He's saying somebody, I'm going to tell you it's a Jewish person too. Yes. 
somebody that was born on May 14th, 1948, Jewish person, they're going to see all things. What are all things? They will see the rapture, they will see the Antichrist, and they will see the second coming of the Lord with their eyes, physically. They will see all these things come to pass. Jesus said, I'll make it real clear to you. So that means that somebody that was born on May 14th, 1948, today is 74 years old, three months and seven days old. Now we can argue and debate what a generation is because the Lord said somebody from that generation is a generation 80 years, is it 90 years? I don't know. All I know is this, is that we don't have a lot of time left. We don't have a lot of time left. And you go, well, you don't know the day. No, 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 I don't know the day. The Bible says we wouldn't know the day and I don't know the exact day. I don't know today. But Jesus rebuked them for not knowing the time and the season that they were in. He said, you're a bunch of hypocrites. You're a bunch of liars. No, no, no. You can tell. Just like you can tell the weather. You can look at the weather and you know a storm's coming. You can look and you know that you know that you know that this thing's coming to an end. Time is coming to an end. Time is coming to an end. The Lord gave me this vision this week in prayer. He reminded me of this old movie back when I was growing up. It's called Twister. And in the middle of the movie, there's this giant tornado coming. I think that's what we feel right now. Because here's what I can tell you is this. I can tell you two things. Number one is this. Every Jesus-believing follower of Jesus in the earth right now has this, this expectation in their heart. Something's coming alive in everybody. You can see it around the world. You can, you can, you, from, from what's happening in Asbury to what's happening in Israel to what's happening around the world. It's like a mother who's expecting a child and they're about to give birth and they're at the very tail end and they can't wait to see their child. It's believers going, I can't wait. We are at the tail end. We are at the last days. I'm about to see my Jesus. I'm about to be with my Jesus. I'm about to be with him forever. And I can't wait. There's an expectation in the spirit. There's an expectation. Now listen, there's also the same thing happening in the world. I follow a bunch of different things on 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 social. Some are Christian, some are not. The other day I was, I saw one of the things that I follow. It's this guy named Pat McAfee. He is not a Christian. He does not serve the Lord. He has a sports podcast show. All they ever do is talk about sports and gambling. And in the middle of his show, in the middle of his show on Thursday, He's never done this. In the middle of his show on Thursday, he said, hey, we, we gotta just stop and we gotta talk because I don't understand what's going on in the world right now. He said, there are UFOs, there, there are trains crashing, there are earthquakes. He said, there are volcanoes going off. He said, there is so much. He goes, in the last seven days, it's, he goes, it looks like the, the, he goes, this is what he said, he said this. He said, it looks like the world is coming to an end. Even the world can see it. 
Even the world knows it. They can't process it correctly. They don't see it correctly, but even the world will start professing, oh, no, 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 this thing's coming to an end. And if you don't believe it, just go look at the World Economic Forum. They're, they want one world order by 2030. See, the enemy, he's so prideful. He'll tell you the plans ahead of time. He's telling you. They're building chips. They're building systems. Why? This thing is coming to an end. Why? How do we know this? Because Jesus told us. He told us. He said, look at the fig tree. Look at Israel. When Israel blooms, when the fig tree blooms, you know you're in spring. And guess what? Summer is right around the corner. What's he saying? My kingdom is right around the corner. My return is right around the corner. Now, here's the deal. This should bring so much joy and peace to your soul. No fear. There is no fear. Luke 21, verse 28. Now, when you see these things happen, Jesus told us very clearly. He said, right before I come, there's going to be earthquakes and there's going to be volcanoes and there's going to be pestilence like COVID and there's going to be ups and downs and the world is going to look like it's exploding. He said, when you see these things, like we're seeing on a daily basis, the most bizarre things you've ever seen in your whole entire life, Fox News, the other day, we shot down a UFO. Can I tell you why they're spinning UFOs right now? They gotta explain the rapture some way. They gotta explain how millions of people leave the earth. I'm telling you. Do you know that our government has a book about the rapture? I'm not lying, I'm not making this up, there's a book. They know. Jesus said you can know. Don't be ignorant. You can know. He said, when you see all these things happen, look up, look up, lift up your head because your Redeemer draws near. He said, look up, be full of joy, be full of happiness, be full, be happy, be excited. The Passion Version says this, it'll make you jump for joy. The time of transformation has arrived. How do I know this? Matthew 24, verse 27, it says this. As lightning comes and flashes from the east to the west, also will be the coming of the Son of Man. He, he, listen, the Lord will rapture the church in a moment. You'll be here and then you won't be here. Like lightning. Like lightning. You'll be here and then you won't be here. Now, now why does the rapture have to happen? I'm going I'm to I'm tell you two reasons, and it's going to bring you a lot of joy and a lot of peace. You're not going to walk out of here with any fear today. You're going to walk out of here with so much joy and peace and grace. Because there's no fear in Jesus. There's no fear in Jesus. There's two reasons why this has to happen. The first reason is this. You possess something called the Holy Spirit. Every believer in Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit. You possess the Holy Spirit, okay? And the only thing holding back the evil of this world is you. 
Christy, the Lord is so proud of you. I see a warrior angel behind you. He's protecting you and your family. And the Lord says, don't quit. You're holding back the evil. Don't get discouraged. Don't quit. I anointed you. I put you here at this very moment, the Lord says, not to give up. My hand will guide you. But there's no worry. The Lord says, I've surrounded you. So you have to understand this. You've been given the authority, you. So when the world's falling apart and you're going, God, fix it. The Lord's going, no, you fix it. I gave you authority. I put the authority in your mouth. I put the authority in you. I put the Holy Spirit in you. You have the authority. You have the authority to speak to the enemy. You have the authority to tear down strongholds. You have the authority to change the atmosphere. You have the authority to change your city. You have the authority. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the authority. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse six. And you know what restrains him. What, what's being restrained? It's, this, it's the devil. He's being restrained by what? The power of the Holy Spirit in you. You restrain the devil. The devil only has authority unless you give him authority. It's the only authority he has is the authority that you give him. Adam and Eve had all the authority. They gave it to him. They surrendered it to him. Jesus won it back on the cross when he rose victoriously. He won all the authority back, and then guess what he did? He gave it to the church. He gave it to you. He gave you all the authority. You restrained the devil. It is so that he will be revealed at his appointed time. There's an appointed time for the Antichrist to rise up. For the mystery of the lawless, the lawless Satan, the rebellion against the divine authority coming to the reign of the lawlessness is already at work. See, he's been working. The devil's been working and working and working. And all the chaos, all the chaos in our world is the enemy. He's working. He's lawless. You see that wording? He's lawless. He has no care for the laws of God. He has no care for morals. He has no care for what God's kingdom is. He fights God's kingdom. He fights God's authority. He's lawless. But it says this, but he is restrained. Restrained by what? Restrained by you. When you rise up and go, no, no, no. That's not God. That's not God's truth. That's not what is right. That's what Christie's doing. Christie's going, no, no, this is not right in, in Lakota schools. I'll fight. I'll fight for the Lord. I'll fight for children. I'll fight. She's restraining the devil. Amen? You restrain. But here, well, here we go. Only until he who is restrained is what? Taken away. You have to be taken off the earth so that the lawless one can have total control. Amen? Amen. You're going to be raptured. It's going to get crazier and crazier and crazier. It's going to get closer and closer and closer to world order. And then one day we're going to be gone. 
and the lawless one will take over because we're out of the way. We can't restrain him anymore. We can't cast him out anymore. We can't bind him anymore. See, isn't the, isn't the Bible so good? Well, what's the other reason? God can't bring judgment until the righteous are out. I'll prove it to you biblically. Noah and his family, God was so frustrated with the earth. He said, I'm going to send a flood and I'm going to destroy everything. And the Lord found what? Noah. Noah and his family, one righteous, one righteous family on all the earth. And you know what the Lord said? I, I got to get them out of the way. We're going to build a boat and I'm going to seal them up in this boat. <laughs> And I can't bring rain, I can't bring this flood till Noah and his family are safe. I gotta protect the righteous. Right? How about this, how about this? Sodom and Gomorrah. The Lord is so frustrated with the city. Right? The sexual issues going on, there's perversion going on, they're worshiping false gods. It's a, it's a city like we see, it's like the earth we see today. Worshiping false gods, sexual improprieties, sin, people just doing whatever they want, whenever they want, following their hearts. And the Lord said, I'm, I gotta rain judgment down on this. And Abraham said, wait, 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 there, there's one righteous in the city. There's one righteous, his name's Lot. And what did the Lord do? He said, well, we gotta get Lot out of the city. Before our judgment comes, I gotta get Lot out of the city. Do you understand that the Lord poured out all of his wrath and judgment on Jesus so he didn't have to pour it out on you? He can't pour out wrath and judgment on this world until you're gone because you're the righteous. And you're not righteous because of you. You're righteous because of Jesus and everything that Jesus did for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He made Christ who was no sin. Christ was no sin. Jesus was no sin. He had no sin in him. He is God. But he put sin. He put all of your sin, all of your perversion, all of your wickedness. He put it all on Jesus. He made Jesus sin. Jesus became sin for your, for your behalf. So that in him, we would become the righteousness of God. When you choose Jesus, you put on Jesus' righteousness. See, God poured out all his wrath on Jesus. He poured it all on the cross that we would be made acceptable to him. Place of right relationship because of his kindness. See, we live in this dispensation of grace. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say about these wonderful things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He's not against you. Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, would he also give us everything else? Who dare accuse you for whom God has chosen to be his own? No one, for God himself had given us right standing with him. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Jesus has died for us and he was raised to life, and he is sitting at a place of honor at the right hand, pleading for us. God's not gonna pour out his wrath on you. He's gonna pour out his wrath on the devil in this world and those who choose not to serve Jesus.
joy. Joy unspeakable. Peace. Grace. Life. Why? Because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. You are righteous because of Jesus. You are made whole because of Jesus. You are healed because of Jesus. You are restored because of Jesus. You have the greatest hope. You have the true hope. So what does that mean? We got to know what time it is. We got to know what time it is. We are in the last of last days. There's only a few more days left. We got to know. We got to understand. We got to choose to live that way. We got to choose to make decisions to go, you know what? I'm no longer living for myself. I'm no longer living for this earth that is fading away. I'm no longer living for the passions of my own soul. I'm living for Jesus. I'm putting him first. I'm pursuing him. I'm running after him. There's a shift. There's a shift that's happening in the earth right now. There's a shift. He's looking for those. They go, I understand what time it is. And every moment I have from now on, because here's the deal. We get blinded. I, the Lord called it out today. He said, you're blinded by social media. You're blinded. We get numb. We get blinded. I was in Foot Locker yesterday. There's the people that are working and they're talking. This girl goes, I, I just feel so hopeless. I go, I know why and I know how to fix it. It just came out of me. It just bursted out of me. I couldn't hold it in. I can't hold it in. People are gonna go to hell if we do. I can't hold it in. It just bursted out of me. I didn't even think it just, it was the Holy Spirit just came out of me. I go, I know why, and I got the answer. I know why, and I got the answer. You have the answer. You know the answer. You know it. You just got to believe what time it is. It's the fourth quarter. There's, listen, the world, the world, the world the world made this statement at the beginning of the year. They have a thing called the doomsday clock. They said there's 10 seconds left. Even the world's proclaiming that Jesus is coming. They don't know what they're proclaiming, but they're proclaiming Jesus is coming. The world in January, they said, there's 10 seconds left till this thing comes to an end. They don't even know what they're saying. You know, you know, don't ignore it. Don't be blind right now. Don't put your head in the sand right now. Don't run away from it right now. Run to Jesus. He'll strengthen you and the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you everything. He'll give you everything. He'll give you the words. He'll tell you, go speak to that person. Go talk to that person. Go invite that person. The Lord gave me that vision. He said, you can see the tornado, but in the middle of the movie, what did they all do? They ran to the barn and they opened up the doors and they started yelling to the people, quickly, quickly, it's coming. Quickly, it's coming. Get in here quickly. This is what God is doing in our house right now. This is what God is doing in our church. We're a door, we're opening the door. We're bringing people in quickly, quickly, before the storm of this age is coming.
Close your eyes with me. I want to make this abundantly clear. No denomination can save your soul. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only putting your hope and your trust in Jesus will save your soul. Being a good person will not save your soul. Being kind will not save your soul. There is one way to Jesus. There's one way to heaven, one way to eternity. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. Religion will not save your soul. Now Jesus has come here today. He's, he's, he's been talking to you all service. I'm the way, I'm the truth and the light. I'm here, my love is here. I know that there's many of you, you don't know how to explain what you're feeling today. It's just the love and the grace of God. It's the presence of God. It's heaven coming to earth. But I feel the Holy Spirit going, come home, leave religion, leave the things of the past, Choose me today. Come on, we're going to pray this prayer. Say, Father, I choose Jesus today. I Say, I choose Jesus to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I welcome you into my life. what I want us to do. For all of us that believe in Jesus and we've lost focus, we've lost heart, we've been deceived by the enemy, we've forgotten that Jesus is right around the corner. We've taken our eyes off of him. See, Peter never fell into the water until he took his eyes off of Jesus. Peter was designed to walk on the water. You're designed to walk on the water. You're designed as long as you have your eyes on Jesus. If you're a believer and here's the go, I've, I've been distracted, I've been deceived. I've taken my eyes off of eternity. That's okay. The Lord says that we're just gonna repent of that. And he's gonna restore that fire. He's gonna restore that passion for him. If that's you, raise your hands. Just raise your hands. Raise your hand real high. Come on, just raise your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Come on. Come on, just say, Father, I, I repent. I repent. Yeah. Lord, forgive us. Yeah. Forgive us for taking our eyes off of you. Forgive us for being distracted. Forgive us for the spiritual blindness we've had. Forgive us for not understanding the day and the time and the season that we're in. Lord, forgive us. Now, Lord, I pray that you would bring joy right now. Come on, raise your hands if you need joy. Just raise your hands so high. Lord, I release joy, joy, unspeakable joy. We're going to be with you, Jesus. We're going home.
Oh, Lord, thank you for your peace. Thank you, God, for your victory. Thank you, God, for your strength. Thank you, God, for your might. Thank you, God, for healing, restoring. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We praise Jesus. We lift Jesus up. We lift the name of Jesus above all names, all circumstances, all things. Thank you, God, for the joy of the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. For the joy, say that, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. For the joy of the Lord is my hope. For the joy of the Lord is my peace. For the joy of the Lord is my grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the joy. Come on, raise your hands. Thank God. Lord, we thank you for everything that's happened to you today. It's not us, it's you. Thank you for healing us physically, mentally, emotionally. Thank you for the refreshing of the Holy Spirit that's here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now I bless your people. I ask God that you'd bless them that you'd increase their territory, that you would keep evil and harm from their midst. I ask God that they would be blessed in their coming and their going. Bless when they go to work, bless when they go home, bless with their children, bless. Favor the Lord surrounding them. How we love you, we worship you, we praise you. Can you lift up a great shout to Jesus today? Come on. Lift up a great, great shout to the Lord. 